Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. Well, I'd like to welcome everyone back to our LISC series. Now, I am going to be the first to admit that I have been mocking the belt. I've mocked the belt because it's the one piece of information that we've gotten out of the Bologna administration since this whole thing has started. And again, the timeline, if you want to look at it, we first heard about Shannon Gilbert, uh, which uh, led, you know, the demise of uh, Shannon Gilbert, which led to the uncovering of 10 to 16 bodies that were related to a serial killing. We went through a year of of the FBI and and at the time the Levy administration with Richard Dormer at as police commissioner and Chief Detective Dominic Verone being in charge of the investigation. It got to the point of, uh, again, they pushed uh, out the next administration. Steve Ballone was elected in 2011, took over in 2012, immediately put his friend, his dear friend, uh, Jimmy Burke, in charge of the investigation and in charge of the police force, made him police chief. And Ballone and Burke proceeded to get rid of the FBI. I'm repeating things here. And in 10 years, by the way, once they got the FBI out, they did nothing. The only thing that I could figure out, and this is from talking to everyone I can imagine, on uh, in and around Gilgo, Oak Beach, who live there, I don't know how many people I've spoken to. I've spoken to the sex workers, many sex workers on the phone who went to these parties. Uh, people that live there, a lot of people don't want to be identified, and we got it. I'm not going to give up any sources. But I'll say this, the only investigation that looked like was going on was a, uh, a couple of gentlemen, uh, they were men from the missing persons department. They went around to uh, different people with photos of sex workers, in, in most cases in their, in their 20s, early 20s, late 20s, mid 20s. And they went around asking, it sounds like the oldest members of the Oak Beach community that they could find. And they, I don't know why they went there, but they said, do you, can you identify these missing women? And, you know, of course, those aren't the type of people that will go to the sex parties that happen at, you know, at various places. And we'll get into that. The belt is, is one thing, and I've been mocking it. I've been making fun of it, and I might have to eat crow on that because this is the one piece of information they gave, and they put it out to the public because apparently they didn't know who it belonged to. But maybe, here we go, maybe. Question. Maybe we have the answer with our next guest and we'll get right to it. This is breaking news and something I didn't know about until a late night conversation with 
this individual with someone I know very well. And we're going, we're going to maybe get to the bottom of who the initials belong to as HM on the belt. Remember, it could be upside down. It could be the other way, but we believe it's HM. And our next guest, uh, hopefully, could shed some light on that subject. And he's someone we had before, and I did not know a process that he and his late wife went through to try to bring light to this. And I don't know what the process is. You know, of course, we didn't know anything about the belt. And I may continue to mock the belt if this information that we're uncovering here and that we're pushing the police to react to, to respond to in the DA's office. And we might go on continuing to mock it if they just ignore it. But here is something that has to be taken very seriously. Our very special guest today on some breaking news, someone we've had before, he is Guy Malone. And he did extensive work on an investigation that he did, and he hired a couple of private investigators to investigate Jimmy Burke, James Burke, before Steve Ballone appointed Jimmy, his good friend, to the police chief position of Suffolk County. And Guy's information pointed to an alleged prostitution ring that then... Well, Lieutenant Burke and Sergeant Burke was allegedly running with his ex-wife, with Guy Malone's ex-wife, Heather Malone. We did a whole show on it, 45 minutes worth of conversations uh, with, with this. It's fascinating. It's riveting. It also led to the famed uh, internal affairs report that we've uh, uh, it, uh, clearly Steve Ballone ignored because it was there. It was available to him. Everyone knew about it. Uh, it was it was Guy Malone and and others that added to it. Um, Steve Ballone uh, obviously ignored it. Anyway, without further ado, let me bring on Guy Malone. Uh, he's an insurance broker out of Smithtown, and his ex-wife ex-wife is Heather Malone. H M Heather Malone, and allegedly, her Heather and Jimmy Burke ran a prostitution ring in Suffolk County uh, together, allegedly. And Guy Malone is here as our guest. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Guy Malone is our very special guest, uh, insurance broker from Smithtown and, uh, you know, well-respected man. His story is is credible. Uh, everyone who has uh, has heard his story, uh, other than, uh, you know, again, you know, uh, James Burke and, and Heather Malone, who allegedly... Uh, engaged in a prostitution ring together, have uh, have applauded him for his work. We urge everyone. We urge everyone to listen to our first interview with Guy. I'd hate to just uh, repeat everything that we uh, we spoke there, but it's just it's riveting information about how he uncovered and and went to great expense and to great length. To, to prove, and I think beyond a reasonable doubt that there was a prostitution ring being uh, run by his ex-wife, Heather Malone and Jimmy Burke. The, the question of the day, though, 
the big question is the belt. I've mocked the belt. I've uh, I've made fun of the idea that the only piece of information that the the police have given us on Lisk, on the Ballone administration, who, by the way, James Burke and Steve Ballone managed to get the FBI out of the investigation immediately. Uh, they they didn't want to hear what what the investigators, uh, including um, the late. Richard Dormer, uh, Commissioner, hold on, and uh, and and Dominic Verone, the chief detective. They didn't want to hear that, but they put out one piece of information, and it's about the belt. Let me specifically ask you, okay? Because we haven't we haven't nailed it down. You specifically called the police to tell them about the belt, what you felt, and what your your wife, your late wife, Linda, who was uh, was alive at the time, you called to tell detective burkhead or whatever however you pronounce it about the belt you were going to tell him what i was going to tell him that i wasn't going to tell him i did tell that linda malone who was my current wife identified the belt as being uh from demetrius furs and that she was absolutely certain that that was Heather Malone's belt. Wow. Wow. And he... And can I say one other thing? Yeah, please. Uh, back in around 2012, uh, I was contacted by the FBI, and they did come in and interview me. Uh, it was about a two-hour interview. Um, again, I don't know what ever happened. Nothing ever came of it. But I did uh, give an interview to the FBI. And when was that? It was right after... Um, the Newsday article broke on Burke with Tanya Lopez. Uh, that's when I became back a very uh, interesting person. People calling me all over the place. And somebody called me from the FBI, maybe because Tanya noticed they were working with Tanya, and Tanya might have told them about me, and he did come and interview me. Oh, okay, all right. So just be more specific about the date. Uh, we might not know exactly what the listeners okay, might Okay, not- 2012. February 2012, the article ran in Newsday. All right. Saying that Burke was promoted and he, his, how wonderful of a police officer he was. Yes, I got you. And the next day after the article ran, I contacted Tanya Lopez to say, I got to tell you the real truth about Burke. So I had numerous meetings with Tanya. I'd say at least three, maybe four over the next maybe couple of months. I had many meetings with Tanya. I produced evidence. I showed her all the documents with Burke lying under oath. Uh, which I had the transcript. By the way, Burke lying under oath. Huge point. To me, that's the focal point of everything. Because if you're a police officer and you lie under oath, and he did, he under oath said he had never had any ties to prostitution. prostitution. Well, obviously he had ties because he was busted and it was an outright lie. Well, the Serial Fairs did nothing about that. And I find, so I'm not mistaken. If you're a police officer and you lie under oath, that's grounds for termination. Okay. No, l- listen, no, no doubt about it. Let's and, and, listen. And, and I, 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 I was my major contention with internal affairs back 20 years ago. The guy lied under oath. What are you doing? You're not doing anything. You're promoting him. They promoted him. I said, out of your mind? Yeah. You know, it was like, what am I wasting my time for? Look, let's let's get a, a a part two, a part three, or part four, whatever we're up to now, with with you booked. But let's let me underline the the key point here. Let's underline the key point. You went to the police, you called the police, and you gave the the number, 
the um, I, I guess the case number or whatever. Um, well, they gave me the case number. Right, they gave you the case, but you gave it to us here, the case yeah. number, and you put in the information that you believed, and that Linda, your your late now late wife, but your current wife at the time, put in the information that they believed HM on the belt belonged to Heather Malone, and. You were told that you were going to get a phone call from the, is it the chief investigator? Who who was supposed to call uh, uh, you I back? I think they said they, 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 the head detective, okay, um, would be contacting me for more information. Yes. Okay. So you gave them this information on the belt. And, of course, Heather Malone is lived with Jimmy Burke for 10 years. I, I know. Listen, I'm painful. No, no yeah. uh, their, their relationship lasted. We. I would, I guess, I'm guessing here, between 10 and 12 years. And there maybe were like about two or three years. Don't forget, the first seven years of the relationship, I was still married to Heather. I didn't know even he existed. Right, right. They were they was doing their thing for seven years, okay? So then I found out about Burke. And then after I found out and divorced Heather, that's when she moved in with Burke and started living with him. All right. So it's well it's well established. There's no nobody disputes that James Burke had a relationship with with Heather Malone, right? I mean, she Absolutely even not. wrote a letter to the judge claiming this. Yeah. You, yeah. The ex-husband of Heather Malone goes to the police, calls the police upon hearing about this belt and seeing the picture of the belt. And your late wife, Linda Malone, who was a close friend of Heather's, shopped at, and this is important, Demetrius Furs in St. James at the time in St. James. She bought a, a, a coat there. She All kinds of things we just said in, an, uh, in earlier. But you told the police that you believed the belt initialed with HM belonged to Heather Malone, who was, again, well-known, well-known connected to Jimmy Burke, and the police did not call you back. Is that accurate? Absolutely, hundred percent. And let's, guy. Let's. Uh, let me just. I'm going to ask you right out. You mentioned that your late wife Linda uh, saw the belt, saw the picture of the belt in Newsday, and she said, "Wait a second, Demetrius Furs, uh, Heather. She was good friends with Heather at one point. Tell us about that story, and." Tell us what you did when you heard what she had to say. So tell us the story about seeing the belt. Okay. Right. So if I remember, the date was December 8th. That's the date the story ran on Newsday. As I said earlier, my wife called me up after she saw the article, and she said she recognized the belt. So right away, I went back to the article, and there was a phone number in the article, some kind of number. If you have information, call this number, and we'll speak to you, you know, Hopefully, it will lead to something. So I called the number, and I got a detective by the name of Detective um, Buckheat. I think it is B-U-C-K-H-E-I-T. He's the one who answered the phone. And what annoyed me, and I actually was annoyed, I started telling him about you know what I knew about the belt and everything. First off, he claimed he never knew who I was. I find that hard to believe because I've been on the radio. I've done many shows. And he claimed, and then he even claimed he had no idea who Heather Malone was, as I'm telling him the story of the belt. Wow. So that kind of took me as what? Uh, so he said, well, anyway, he took my story, said, no problem. 
they gave me a code number or a case number. I have it right here to show I'm not making this up. The case number they gave me was 134-H35887. And he told me he was not the lead detective on the case, but I don't remember the name of the person who was the lead detective would be calling me back because this is interesting stuff I'm telling them and they're definitely going to want to get more information. So I said, fine, you know, that was December 8th. That's six months ago. I never got a call back. Very strange. Never got a call back. Had no idea who Heather Malone was. He claimed had no idea who Guy Malone was to me. Something's fishy here. Something's not right. All right. Let's, let's be very specific. What did you go in there to talk to the police about? I didn't go in. I did. I called them. Okay. With a phone call. What did, uh, you called the police, and what was the information that you were going to give them about the belt? I could tell them the exact story. It was the day that the article ran in Newsday, which was December eighth. That's the day my then wife Linda Malone called me. Said she recognized the belt about Demetrius first. And as soon as I heard that, I was shaking in my. I was I was shaking in my chair when she told me that. And then I went to the article in Newsday, saw the phone number. I called them right up. And I then told that detective book buck height, I think his name is what I knew. Okay. Now I, I again, let me, uh, let me just, uh, you know, get as specific as we can here. Your late wife, Linda, who was a good friend of Heather Malone, your, your first wife, your first wife, right? Your, uh, uh, yeah, the important word is was. <laughs> was, right, was. Yeah, she wasn't a friend when, this, when the prostitution thing was breaking. Right. She wasn't. Uh, of course. And and again, your information led to uh, Loretta Rickenbacker be, uh, becoming a uh, you know a household word, at least among Lisk people, and that uh, that Heather and and Jimmy Burke were uh, purportedly purportedly running a prostitution ring. And I'd like to interject one thing about yeah. Lolita Rickabacker. Can I? Please. Okay. Nobody knew about her. Nobody. The, the, John Ray didn't know she existed. Newsday didn't know anything about her. It was completely buried by the Suffolk County police. When I went to Newsday in 2012 with Tanya Lopez, I'm the one who told her all about it. And Tanya has said all they knew was they had heard rumors that he was busted. Tanya then researched it for months. And eventually, I went to Tanya in like February of 2012. I believe November of 2012, which is like eight, nine months later, Newsday ran the article about they had confirmed Jimmy Burke's ties to prostitution and Loretta Rickenbacker. And that was all that article was all based on the information that I gave Tanya Lopez. Nobody knew about it. And I had my ways, secret ways of finding out about it which um, really, John Ray didn't know about it. He was shocked when I, when I told him. Yeah, beepers and everything. Well, listen, Guy, I, I, you know, I'd love to have you on forever, and maybe I can catch up with you. Can I later. say one more please, thing? Please, please do. Okay. You know, I've given this a lot of thought, and it's been, you know, it's occupied my life for the last 20 years. I'll tell you this. Here's, here's one thing which I don't think anybody has really looked at, which is very important. In my, in my view, Jimmy Burke should have never, never gotten to where he was with the Suffolk County Police. In fact, in 2001, when I eventually won my divorce trial, they should have terminated him because he lied under oath. 
He, 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 there was grounds for him being dismissed by the Suffolk County police. Well, they didn't. And they kept promoting him and they kept promoting him. And you know what? Eventually he became the head of the police force and all this stuff with Gilgo went on. My contention is this. If maybe if they had done the right thing back in 1999, 2000 and had fired him, Maybe the Gilgo murders never would have happened. If Jimmy Burke is involved in one way or another in the Gilgo Beach murders, if he had been disciplined by the Suffolk County police when they should have, maybe the Gilgo Beach murders never would have happened. And in my opinion, if it could ever be proved that I'm right, somebody's got themselves a $100 million lawsuit against the Suffolk County Police Department or the county of Suffolk for allowing Burke to get promoted and allowing to get to this point. That's that to me is really a very key point, which I don't think too many people have looked at. No, listen, it's it's chilling what you're saying. And again, there's you know, we, we talk about this and sometimes we talk about it flippantly. And as I let you go, I mean, there's 10 to 16 victims, including a three year old, by the way, a, a three year old child dead found on Suffolk County property and I didn't know about that by the way yeah, I didn't know it was it, it, d- disgraceful and this thing has been swept under the rug and listen it's guys like you uh, people like Guy Malone who are going to help solve this so hopefully hopefully what he just said here and Guy I want to thank you and uh, hang on as I just let everyone know please continue asking questions uh, Steve Ballone has, has not talked about. They've given us a belt. Well, here's some information about the belt. The ex-husband of Heather Malone and his late wife, Linda Malone, called the police and uh, and specifically, well, he gave you the report. It's, it's there. I imagine it's public information. It was never called back. And Heather Malone is is well known by the police and, and by everyone as, as being well connected to Jimmy Burke. She gave on record, she gave a letter to the judge asking for leniency on Jimmy Burke before he went to jail. And this, this belt, who uh, Guy just said, uh, H.M., we believe, uh, belonged to Heather Malone, and Demetrius Furs is where it was purchased and engraved and so forth. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on our LISC series, and we'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.